Hello, everyone, and welcome to the L2 Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Lucas Cretelli, and with me, as always, my co-host, Luca Moya. Luca, what a weekend of football. How hyped were you during Saturday and Sunday? Well, considering I 0 for 4 on my picks after a perfect start on the wildcard weekend, clearly, um, you know, these games just continue to surprise us week in and week out. Probably the best weekend of football you can say that you've watched, if not your lifetime, in a really, really long time. Like every single game was just, even though they were low scoring in a couple of them, it's like one play that made the difference in a lot of them. So it was really exciting. Got a little annoyed at the Sunday night game, not going to lie, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. And of course, you know, Sunday, Sunday was just a bad day for me. Let's just put that out there. Sunday was after a great Saturday, you know, Rogers gets out. I'm pumped. I'm like, there we go. Fake 12 gets out. And then <laughs> Sunday comes and it's just, just got, it just got worse and worse and worse as the day went on. So we're going to talk about it. It's, it was an exciting weekend, but yeah. To say the least, not happy with the results. And of course, we have Nick, uh, Nick Ionetta joining us once again on the podcast to discuss what went down. Nick, thanks for being here. How you been, buddy? And what do you think of this weekend as well? Uh, man, I've had the exact opposite reaction of Luca this weekend. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm very pleased. I'm very happy. Um, I'm actually going to take a page out of his book. A couple of weeks ago, you were asking everybody, hey, can you say three nice things about Tom Brady? Can you say three nice things about Patrick Mahomes? Wow. Start off the pod with that, Luca. Three nice things about Patrick Mahomes before we get into it. Uh, he's got a – he does a good job tuning out the outside noise from his brother and his fiance. I'll give him that. Um, he, uh, he's got a great arm. And – He's got great, great help. I'll say that. <laughs> are, are, are you gonna add, are you gonna add that he's got the clutch gene? No, he, he is he's clutch, yeah, but he, he doesn't have the clutch gene, but he is clutch. Oh my goodness. But yeah, no, he's he's a great player, but uh I don't want to talk too much about it because I, I can go on forever with this. Me and Nick have been going on for like the last day, basically. Like today yeah. we had an hour phone call, if you believe it or not. Just talking about how much I was pissed off last night. So <laughs> We're going to continue that, Luca. We're going to continue that. So we're starting on Saturday, though, boys. Bengals, Titans. The Bengals upset Tennessee 19-16. to Tannehill, three interceptions. Derrick Henry returning from injury, 20 carries, 62 yards. And McPherson, what he said to Joe Burrow, what he said in that press conference saying, before he even walked out on the field, he looked at him and said, I guess we're going to the AFC Championship. Like, what confidence from a kicker that they drafted uh, last year. Joe Burrow, no TDs. He's still impressed, throwing 348 yards. Luke, I'm going to start with you. What did you see from Joe Burrow throughout the game? Like, I know he didn't throw any any touchdowns, but he looked pretty solid for me for a, a first year, a first year in the playoffs, and he looked pretty calm to me. Yeah, it's this was the definition of like, you know, this is the ultimate team sport where, and I was talking to Nick about this throughout the weekend. You're gonna as a QB. And it's kind of like in our business too, Lucas, like producers, let's just say you have a bad show. It's on the producer. You have a bad game, right? You lose the game. It's all because the QB screwed up. But if you win, oh, look at this guy, you know, he just continues to win. And, and, and I'm a culprit of that too, right? Praising Brady every time he wins. But this was the ultimate game where Burl didn't have to do anything. He got sacked like what, nine times. The offense was like pretty much non-existent, but 
they end up winning the game anyways because, you know, Ryan Tannehill got a couple of unlucky interceptions, some great plays by the defense. But what's the talk, right? Joe Burrow already in an AFC championship game, but he didn't really do much, right, in that game. And it's not all on Burrow. It's not like his fault, right? But at the same time, it's like he's getting all this praise. It's like he's already a top five QB, and that's fair to say. But I don't think we can just say, oh, he's a top five QB because he's gone to the AFC championship game in a year. There's other components that go based off of that. He's a great player, but it was more of like, you know, the defense played great for Cincinnati. Like they, got, they took the ball away three times. Derrick Henry returns. Obviously, he's been out for a long time, but they kept him in check for the most part, and they won the game. And Tennessee was one of those teams where a lot of people didn't believe in them. And Cincinnati is, again, one of those teams where people are like, ah, maybe they're too young, maybe they're not, but they're in one of the biggest games in franchise history probably, other than their Super Bowl appearance, you know, back when, 30, 40 years ago. So future looks bright for them. Congrats to them. I love Joe Burrow. I think he's a great, great young quarterback, but – they have a huge test this weekend. We'll see if they can do it again and beat Kansas City for the second time. Nick, what are your thoughts, Joe Burrow? Uh, the most important thing, I think, is to realize that this kid is in his second year. He just came off of a gruesome injury last year. And, man, does he ever look poised, calm, collected in that pocket, even when being sacked nine times. And the thing to take away is he didn't hurt his team. He didn't turn over the ball. On the other end of the field, Tannehill turned over the ball three times since he got the W. It's the biggest team sport in the world, and that game was the biggest indicator of that. Yeah, I said it last week on the pod uh, that I love Joe Burrow. I love the Bengals, but then when it came to the betting and putting money down, I really yeah. didn't believe in the Bengals. I really didn't, so I put I put put it on the Titans, and of course we go we we lost that one. But Joe mm-hmm. Burrow, great game for him. Like you don't throw three hundred and forty eight yards by accident. He got his team downfield. He got his team in the right position to score, and eventually. They win the game. The next game on Saturday, an upset once again. The 49ers, who, again, we were high on at the start of this playoffs, saying that they could go all the way to the Super Bowl as facing a team that we all thought was the best team coming into these playoffs in the Green Bay Packers. But Sam Friend takes him out 13-10. to 10. It was kind of snowy condition, so the quarterbacks really didn't do much. A blocked punt happened. The 49ers scored 10 unanswered points. What I really want to talk about here is Aaron Rodgers and his inability to perform in the playoffs. He's 11 in 10 in the playoffs in his career. He's got one Super Bowl and he's 0 and 4 against San Fran. They just have his number. At the start of the year, we kind of felt bad for Aaron Rodgers saying his team never really built around him. His team never gave him the weapons. His team never did this. That's why he's been so unsuccessful in the playoffs and getting to a Super Bowl and winning a Super Bowl. But what does he have to complain about after this? He had the team. He came in with the best team into this playoffs and he loses in the divisional round. So is it, I just want to know what's next for Aaron Rodgers. Like how does, how does his legacy look now? If he goes to a different team, if he retires, if he, if he stays in green Bay, how does his legacy look now after losing to Sam Fran, Nick? His legacy is in question based on his greatness I think Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback. I think he's always done the right things. I think he's a little bit of a drama queen when it comes down to it. I mean, he's complaining, but he's got one of the best O-lines in football. He's got Devontae Adams. He's got Aaron Jones. And at the start of that game, after the first drive, I thought the game was over. I thought it was going to be a blowout. It was too easy. And then it just stalled out for the remainder of the game. I think this one's a little bit more on him than it even is the special teams. I don't know how he didn't 
he scored seven points on the first drive and then nothing else happened the rest of the game. I was expecting a little bit more from him in that game. It, depending on if he goes to another team next year, I think it will happen. He's already uh, foreshadowed that in his uh, uh, press conference. He said things are going to look a lot different in Green Bay after this year. Speculating that he's leaving to where he's going. He better, he better show up, play well there, and get a chip, or else people are going to be looking at him sideways. I always thought he was top five quarterback in the league. And this year is going to win the MVP probably. If you agree with that or not, he is so fun to watch. Like we talk about Mahomes, we talk about Allen, Lamar, even right. Kyler Murray, all these exciting young quarterbacks, but just the way he throws the ball. Sometimes I'm just like, how? Like it doesn't even look like he's, and it was kind of like the Josh Allen throw last night. It doesn't even look like he, he leans into any throw. Like he just flicks that freaking ball 40 yards on the field, and it's right on people's chest. So he is an amazing quarterback. But these are the games that you expect your quarterback to take home. Like, I get it, okay? It, it did get a bit snowy, but it, what, it was snowy in the fourth quarter. What happened in the other three quarters? Where you're only putting up seven, ten points. Okay, one field goal got blocked. But still, 13 points in a playoff game at home. I get it. San Fran, you could say they're built for the playoffs. Like they're a, they're a running football team and that really helped them in a snow game, but was it? And, and I'm not even just dissing Aaron Rodgers here. I'm also dissing the whole green Bay organization. Didn't you draft AJ Dillon for this kind of reason? So you can get a two headed monster to run the ball when you need it to run the ball. And then it gets snowy. It's time to run the football and they couldn't do it. They couldn't take time off the clock. They couldn't just have the last possession of the game. Like Nick said, they scored in the first drive of the game. It seemed like it was literally they were up seven nothing before you can even sit down. They were just clicking, going to Devontae every single play, it seemed like. And then after that, it was like they forgot how to play. You can't lose that game. Like you're at home, you've had a week off. Okay. You were the best team in the NFL this year by not by far, but consistently been one of the best teams in the league. And that's how you come off of a bye. San Fran's a good team. Don't get me wrong. Okay, but you're the Packers should have won this game. And you have to look at Aaron Rodgers after this. 10 points in a home playoff game. Can you imagine if, if Brady did that? I'm just, you know, or Mahomes did that. Mm-hmm. You know, one of these great, if you're going to be compared to the best, you got to be criticized as the best. You cannot, even, okay, fine, 13, let's just say, if it doesn't get blocked, you cannot put up one touchdown in a home playoff game coming off a bye. That to me is just baffling how this offense stalled out after the first drive of the game. Yeah. Aaron, the excuse that like you only put up 10 points in a playoff game and the snow and blah, 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 the the quarterbacks really didn't throw the ball. You've played at Lambeau your whole career. Like Mm -hmm. you're used to this kind of winner. Jimmy G like was going through before this previous week was going through different ways to stay warm. He wore a wetsuit. He was trying to do all these things to try and stay warm. Like this guy doesn't play good in the cold. What did he throw? Like, 11 times me i think something like you didn't throw a whole lot and coming into this as like the best quarterback the best team the you're gonna win the mvp pretty much this year you got to get it done in the playoffs and i this is gonna hurt his legacy is it gonna be another like peyton manning thing where he has to go to a different team and win another super bowl because he just couldn't get it done with the colts year after year after year after year so we'll have to see what aaron Rodgers' future holds and another Big name, older quarterback, Tom Brady. He loses the Bucs, his team, to the Rams in a close game. 
And there was a moment in that game, Luca, the Rams, they just scored. I think it was like 17 to three or something like that. And yeah. Vaughn Miller came around and he hit Brady in the mouth and he started bleeding and he looked at the ref, the ref threw a flag on sportsman. And I looked at my brother and I said, they're going to come back. They just turned, they just woke up the beast and Tom Brady. And that's what he did. Like another playoff comeback. And there's been like, Nick, you've said it. We've heard it from a lot of guys that a lot of Brady's like playoff wins or Super Bowl wins have been because of the defense or because of this, because of that. What I saw in that game, it was Brady leading that team to tie that game. It was all him. And they really just didn't get it done after a great throw from Stafford all the way to Cooper Cup to set up that final field goal. Luca, since you're wearing the Patriots shirt for, I guess, the fourth, fifth podcast in a row. Yeah. What's next for Tom Brady now? He said he's going to take it day by day, but is this, are these going to run it back with the bucks or is it, is it over for Tom Brady? I think if he won this year, it would definitely would have been over. I think he, you know, knowing, I don't know Tom, but like, I'm just saying like knowing the kind I of thought you did. Well, we do go way back, but he doesn't like me to, you know, publicize it a little bit. Yeah, okay. Um, we uh that hasn't stopped you before no it hasn't (laughs) (laughs) but but um knowing the competitor that he is right like you would think he'd want to come back but he's always said he wanted to play till 45 now is he gonna play till 46 47 probably not I, i just feel like a guy like that has to go out on top like he just has to go out winning a super bowl like i just don't if he retires or he doesn't, I would have liked for him to retire at the end of last year, to be honest with you. Just just end it off, man. Like you just you've just done it again. And you're you've known as your your whole sports career as being a winner. That was the perfect opportunity for you to go out on top. I thought he should have retired after uh, the Super Bowl against the Rams. Okay. And then he went to the Bucks and then he did it again. And now he's he was in the MVP conversation this year. So it's crazy to me that like th- this could be the last time we see Brady because we, we all feel like this guy's immortal. He's going to play till he's a hundred. Like our kids are going to play against this guy. Like it's something that like we don't see happening, but we have to just face the music here. Like even if he does play, it, it cannot be more than a year left. If he plays like it, that, that's it. It's either the last time we saw him play was yesterday, or we're going to see him for one more year. And I cannot see him going past that because at this rate, <laughs> What else does he have left to prove, really? Honestly, like, well, why are you still playing at this point? Like, you were already the best. You're playing at a high level, I guess. But, like, man, you're 45, 46. I think the Bucks too, they just want to be like, listen, we just want to prepare for the future at this point. Like, Tom, pack your bags, man, please. Nick? I'm not a Brady hater, but I'm not Brady's biggest fan at the end of the day. But as a football fan, I would have loved to see him have a proper send-off and meaning, like, Hey guys, it's going to be my last year and it leads up to it. Yeah. yeah. And it would have been, it kind of would have been cool to see him lead off, like leave off with a win. Regarding his future, you know, you can never count that man out because he's got such a fire and such a love and such a passion for this game. And you see it like, yeah, every time you ask him, what's your favorite Super Bowl? He says the next one. Obviously, he's got a situation with his wife. He said on his podcast that. You know, it pains Giselle to see him get hit every day. He wants to be the father that uh, his kids deserve. So the family aspect is really coming into it. But, man, if this was the last time we saw Tom Brady, cheers, man. You've had a great, great career. A lot of people are going to love to see you go. A lot of people are going (laughs) to hate to see you leave. 
and the Bucks are going to be a four and 13 team after. So thank you, Brady. I appreciate it. Going back to the game, Lucas, um, I do think though, like, and I, I, I will admit it, the defense does deserve, even though they blew it at the end. Okay. They were the only reason why they were in it to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just be real here. It was a combination of the defense and cam makers. Like that, that is why the Bucks had a chance at the end of that game. Okay. And, but again, these are what the great quarterbacks do. They're not necessarily might not have the greatest game, but when you give them a chance, they're going to convert. And that's what you would have liked mm-hmm. to maybe see from Aaron Rodgers convert one of those chances, you know, in the fourth quarter, just lead a drive together. Like he did in the Super Bowl against the Rams. It was a dead game, but he did lead the game winning drive late in the fourth quarter. Like you just want to see the, that signature drive, that signature play. And he did that every time they gave him the ball back, he cashed in. That's what the greats do. He didn't win at the end of the day, but when he left the field, they were in position to go win a coin toss <laughs> and win the game. So, mm-hmm. I mean, kudos to him, kudos to the defense. But, I mean, the Rams were great. The Rams were always a bad matchup for the Bucs. And they, they did, even though they did blow it, they did deserve to win that game because it should have been over by the end of the third anyways. Yeah. And staying on the Tom Brady topic, like, what's he going to do next? I think, it, like Nick said, too, with his family and stuff, it all comes down to motivation. This guy put up probably this – besides Cooper cup an MVP caliber season, he still had a great season and playing at a high level. It came down maybe to injuries with this bucks team that he couldn't get it done and going up against the Rams in a bad matchup. It just, the, the cards didn't fall. And then you had the whole Antonio Brown catastrophe right at the end there. It, a lot of drama around the bucks heading into the playoffs. So a lot of factors there, but I think it comes down all to, to motivation. If this guy wants to, to play one more season because we've seen him play at a high level. He did it last year. He did it the year before. I think he could do it for one more year. And like both you guys said, it would be great for him to just go out on top, sit, standing on that podium, holding a, another Super Bowl and saying, I'm done, guys. That's it for me. That's what I would like to see from, I guess, the greatest of all time in Tom Brady. For the record, though, I did bet against Tom Brady as the Rams won. I'm like, you what? I'm one and I'm like one and five right now, I guess, against Tom yeah. Brady. So um, let's get on to the probably the biggest game of this weekend. And Luca, let's set the scene here. Let's throw it back a couple a couple years ago. Chiefs and Rams, Jared Goff, Patrick Mahomes. That was arguably one of like the best games we've seen in the deck uh, last decade. It was like a thriller a shootout, and I didn't watch it, and I got a yeah. lot of crap from you. I can't the believe. next day at school that I yeah. didn't watch that game. So watching this game, that's all I could think about. I'm like, Luca's going to be so proud of me. I sat from, on my couch from, from yeah. kickoff to the final play in overtime. Watch that I, unbelievable game, overtime thriller. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, 300-plus yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. That's never been done in the NFL playoffs before. The Bills, they get a late game push. They get a late game touchdown. I thought it was over. 13 seconds left. You can't count out Patrick Mahomes. He gets it over to Kelsey down the middle, and they kick the game-tying field goal. They head over to overtime. One drive. It's over. Good night, Jim Kite. Obviously, big conversation today all over, all over sports. Do you change the overtime rules to allow another possession for the other team? Nick, let's start with you. You change the overtime, like, and Josh Allen said it in the, I guess, in the press conference, if they win the coin toss and they go down and score a touchdown, they're celebrating. So it's like, it goes both ways either way, but you would always love to see the team get a chance uh, to tie up that game. What are your thoughts and maybe uh, an alternative for the NFL to, to change overtime? 
So th this is my thoughts. Uh, I think everything comes full circle. And a couple of years ago, if you guys remember, uh, Kansas City and the Patriots played a game. They went to overtime. It was Mahomes' first year starting. And he had a phenomenal year. And guess how he lost? Because Tom Brady got to throw the first punch in overtime. So it came full circle. It came back. KC, divisional round game, playing the Buffalo Bills. Neither defense could stop any of these guys, just to be completely clear. Like, clear. like Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, like top five quarterbacks in this league, without a doubt. Don't even talk to me about anything else. Like Josh Allen, man, that guy has risen to the occasion. I remember when people were calling him a bust and he's not this, he's not that. And now look at him. Buffalo, you have someone special, very special over the next 10 to 15 years in Kansas City. So do you. Get into overtime. Yes, both teams should have a shot. I 100% I agree. The way I would do it is have your coin toss. The team can decide if they want to receive kick. And then they, if they score a touchdown, they have to go for the two-point conversion. And then the other team gets the ball. And if they score a touchdown, they have to go for the two-point conversion until somebody, somebody can't do it. And that's how you leave it off. Because in a, like, especially in a game like this where it's so high-powered, they're going back, forth, back, forth. Mahomes scores with 13 seconds left. Like, you can't, you can't not give Josh Allen a chance to go out there and answer. Yeah. In all fairness, it was a great game. You hate to see somebody lose like that, but it was a very epic moment to see Mahomes drive down the field with 13 seconds left. I think it was just a matter of like, Nick, we were talking yesterday and you said it. Allen leaves the field with 13 seconds left. He's thinking, we did it. We slayed the beast in yeah. at their own field. He never sat back up. He never got to stand up. And then the next time he stood up, they were going home. How is that any fair at all, though? Like, again, Brady's won a Super Bowl off of a coin toss right against the Falcons. Everybody knew Pats got the ball. They're winning that game. And they did. They won the game. Okay. I get Like Nick said, the AFC Championship game. They got the ball. What happened? They lost because, you know, Brady went down and scored. This game comes full circle, like he said. But why not just have both teams? Like, w w what is this? Okay, maybe in the regular season, in the regular season, I get it. Like, regular season, should, I think the rules should change, but in the regular season, you should still be able to tie. Okay, fine. Obviously, in playoffs, you need a winner. But why not just start both guys, both teams on the 50, and – Exactly what Nick said. You're going to go for the touchdown. You have to go for two points. At least when you start at the – I don't want to see both teams drive 75 yards. Like, I don't need to see that. Like, everybody knows once you get to the 50, it's like, okay, here comes – here it comes. Like, there's a chance to get points on the board. From the 50, is not automatic. Like, it's not an automatic you're going to get points. You still got to get 10 to 15 yards to get your kicker into, like, decent range. And, again, you have to go for two at the end of the – like, why, why is it that teams aren't getting a chance? Off of a freaking coin toss? You're going to decide a football game. One of the – the craziest games, the most team-oriented game, the most strategic game in all sports off of a freaking coin toss, 50-50. And the craziest thing, Josh Allen before that coin toss was a 9-0 in coin tosses. Wow. And he picked the wrong time. And I said to Nick. He picked Nick, tails, right? It was him at the, at the toss? Yeah. Oh, he did. My and I go to Nick. I, I swear, Nick can vouch for this. I go to Nick right before the coin toss. I said, Nick, let's put $100 down. It's going to be heads. He goes, yeah, no, you're crazy. You're crazy. And it was heads because there's just something about it because the Pats always pick heads. And those two games that they won, those overtime games we've talked about, it was heads. This game, it was heads. There's just something about 
head. Everybody always <laughs> picks just heads. Phenomenal. Too. Pun, intended, pun intended. Pun intended. It's just pun phenomenal. intended. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah, that was a great game, and it sucks that Josh Allen like that was the performance of his life. Great that game. was the best game of his best career. game of his career, and for the Bills, like they have pieces man pieces that are still going to be there for the future like they still have Stephon Diggs under contract Singletary had a great game you have Josh Allen I guess you got to fix a little uh, tweaks on that defense because the Chiefs really picked it apart uh, drive after drive late game so what a game but it's I wanted Josh Allen to win because one I had money on him because I, I had money on the bills but what a game for them changing of the guard in the NFL Mahomes, Allen, Burrow. We'll throw Garoppolo in there. I'm just joking. Is this the changing of the guard now? We see that. We see this playoff weekend. Brady's out. Rogers out. Potential retirements. Now you have Mahomes, Allen, Burrow. Is this the changing of the guard in the NFL? Like, did it happen that week? This weekend? I'm getting a little dramatic here, but Luca, is it the changing of the guard in the NFL that we are moving into a new stratosphere of different quarterbacks? And just a whole new, a whole new NFL. Yeah, and they're all in the AFC. Like the AFC was viewed as, you know, the, the shittier conference, you could say. And the NFC has, you know, they proved like, you know, you got you got all the veterans in there, right? Mm-hmm. You had Breeze, you had you had Rodgers, you had Brady, you had Russell Wilson, right? Uh, you had all these great quarterbacks in there. But now you look at the AFC, it is death row Stacked. over there. Stacked. It is literally death row. You have Burrow. Herbert, Allen, Mahomes, okay? Deshaun Watson comes to that. My boy, Mac, okay? You got Trevor Lawrence. He's a young guy. Okay, we don't know how, how mm-hmm. he's going to do. So you just got all these guys you still have to go through. And it's just, it's a, honestly, it's a bloodbath. Like whoever gets through the AFC now, I feel like deserves to get through. Because you will have to go up against an elite quarterback to get to the Super Bowl. That's, that's what it's going to be like. And that's what it was all the time in the NFC. That's what it was for Breeze. That's why it was for Rodgers, right? That's why they didn't make a lot of Super Bowls because there were so many elite quarterbacks in that conference. Now it has shifted to the AFC. They're loaded. They are stacked at quarterback. And I feel like it could be the changing of the guard, not just changing of the guard of, of quarterbacks in the league, changing of the guard in conferences too. Mm-hmm. Because now you're looking at all these teams. You have Herbert and Mahomes in the same division to see them twice a year. That is insanity. Insanity. I'd and they're Rogers probably getting – Exactly. It might be Aaron Rodgers this year if he comes, right? You need to beat that team. Let's just be realistically. You have to beat that team three times, maybe, or two times to at least get to the Super Bowl. That is hard to do. That is so hard to do. So definitely a changing of the guard, uh, but definitely a change of the guard in the conference as well, I think. Nick, anything to add, buddy? Yeah, I think this is the beginning of the end for some of the quarterbacks that we've grown up with and learned to love. Uh, Drew Brees obviously retired last year. Big Ben just retired. Brady might be going, and so might be Rodgers. But I'm excited because, as Lucas said, you got Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, uh, uh, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Mahomes. I think those four names are going to be around for quite a long time. And then obviously you got the guys in the middle pack where they're a little bit older, like Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson. And maybe you see a little bit more Super Bowl appearances from them now because Mm -hmm. those elite quarterbacks are starting to fade out of the league. You saw Matthew Stafford took Tom Brady out yesterday. Maybe he gets his first ring this year. Maybe he gets another one next year. You don't know. 
So I'm excited for the for the upcoming change and the changing of the guards. And uh, you may, maybe Dallas might even get a shot now that some of these elite quarterbacks. So. <laughs> maybe I, I we we hope we we, hope. we, we just oh, that team, we man. pray for God's team, the Dallas Cowboys. The future is bright in the NFL, but let's look to the future now. Championship weekend, Nick. Who do you got? Who's taking it in the AFC? Who's taking it in the NFC? Man, AFC, I got a ride with, uh, you know who I got a ride with, Mahomes. Would I like to see Joe Burrow beat him, though? Yeah, I would, because I like Joe Burrow. He was an LSU guy. I like Jamar Chase, also an LSU guy. I like Cincy. I, I like the like the demeanor of their team and their personality. They're like, they got a lot of swag. I like them a lot, but I can't bet against Mahomes, especially after what I saw last week. And then rolling over to the NFC, Man, San Fran, if they beat the Rams, that will be the third time this year, and I just don't see that happening. So I have to go with Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham Jr., and the Los Angeles Rams. Luca? Uh, Mahomes is going to go back. Let's just be real. He's going back to the Super Bowl again. (sighs) I just can't stop this guy. Jesus Christ. I just want to see him play one road playoff game, please. Someone. (laughs) Just please. You know, everybody felt like this for like 20 years <laughs> yeah, about your Brady. Guy. I know. Now he can't handle it. Three years I can't in, he can't handle, handle it. it. Man, I actually can't. Kudos <laughs> to everybody who still watched the league after that, man. Oh, my God. It's four years of this crap. Jesus. My probably, God. probably 13 more, 10 yeah, more. Probably, man. Jesus. But yeah, he's going to go back. Let's just be real. I would love to see Joe Burrow. I am the biggest. The biggest Burrow fan this weekend. I am the biggest Matthew Stafford. I am honestly the biggest fan of whoever could take them down. I don't even care at this point. It can be the Jags, okay, in the the championship game. I will go all out for the Bengals this week. I'm going high, but they won't win. Let's just be right. I honestly think Chiefs are just destined to go back. They're just a better team. And then in the NFC, Nick said it's so hard to be a team three times if they're – the 49ers can pull it off. Kudos to them. They're just, they just prove that they're, they are literally the best team um, in the NFC. I mean, they, you know, they were a wildcard team and they beat really good teams to get there. So sets up a rematch of a couple years ago. I'm a Jimmy G fan because he was on the Patriots, but I still think he's a good player. So I don't know, man, I, I'm going to pick the Rams just because I feel like it's so hard to beat a team three times. If they split, I would have taken the Niners. No, no, no problem. But being a team three times is too tough. It's it's so hard, especially a div rival too. Like, it's just really really hard. So I'm gonna go with the Rams to win. Matthew Stafford, my boy, take him down, take him down. And you know what? It would be crazy. Listen, if the Rams make the Super Bowl back to back years, a team's gonna have a home uh, home Super Bowl. Yeah, it's in SoFi, oh, right? Oh yeah, it's yeah. at SoFi Stadium. So last year, right, we had Tampa and Tampa. This year, it's gonna be Stafford if he wins in LA. That would be cool. That's beautiful. That would be so cool. Mahomes is going to have to play two road Super Bowls. He's going to have to play. He's going to play adversity road Super Bowl. Brady in there the first it is. four years of Brady's whole career. You play, a, you play a road game, buddy. Okay? Let's see what happens. Poor guy. He's fighting for Don't his life. poor guy. What are you <laughs> fighting for his life? Look at this guy. He had to run 500 yards last yeah, year in Tampa. <laughs> now he's going to have to go and play the Rams I'm going to be LA. honest. That There's was no real fans in LA anyway. Other than KC other fans than, will make their way out there. That's true. Other than Pat Super Bowl wins, that was my favorite game to watch. Brady wins, and I got to see this guy run for his life. It was beautiful what I was watching. It was it was perfect 
perfect. I was sitting there, COVID, couldn't have anybody over. I was in my basement, smiles from ear to ear all night. It was, it was, it was <laughs> of amazing. Course. Laughing at Mahomes' pain. I got Mahomes in the Super Bowl again, and I'm going with the rematch of a couple years ago. Porn star Jimmy is heading. <laughs> that jawline <laughs> is taking San Fran to the Super Bowl, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, wow. It's going to be cool. It's going to be exciting. Championship weekend. Nick, thank you for joining us once again. Thanks for having Nick me. Nick covers one for four. No, two. Two, two, two for four. Two for four. My bad. Man, so, man, uh, still 50%. You had 75 and 50. So hopefully we can uh, switch it up here and Nick can go 100% uh, with his picks uh, coming up uh, this week for the AFC and NFC Championship game. Nick, thank you for joining us and uh, we'll have you on again soon, buddy. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Big thanks to Nick for coming on once again. Uh, his picks will be out uh, later in the week when the games are happening on the weekend. So the lines are all refreshed. As we end off this pod, I got a big surprise for Luca. He doesn't know what's coming right now, but there's a big event happening this weekend, Luca. Besides football, besides football, it's Sunday night. There's 30 guys in it. Oh, the WWE Royal Rumble match is okay. happening today and i know you are a big fan of it it's one i think one of the greatest matches best matches to watch uh, besides all the wrestlemania matches i love tuning into the royal rumble so first i want to ask you your fondest royal rumble moment and then we will pick your pick for this year's winner oh, in the royal yeah. rumble what is your favorite moment in the history of the royal rumble match oh man I mean, Edge's return. I didn't see it live, but Edge's return was huge. I love returns. Like, mm -hmm. like Edge's return in 2010 was big. Cena's in 2008, that was huge. Like, that was that, that was insane. I would probably because that was the peak of me watching wrestling when I was a kid. I'd probably say because I just because I witnessed it live. Like, obviously, mm -hmm. you could say I didn't witness the edge's recent return with when drew won. Yeah. But I'm going to say 2010 when when Edge won in 2010 cuz that was the Royal Rumble I watched like to the T and it was so intense cuz Shawn Michaels wanted to fight the Undertaker and then yep. and then he, he turned his back on Triple H I believe in that fight. It was just it was just like uh him and Triple I remember him and Triple H like teamed up throwing a couple guys out. Yeah. And then Triple H turned his back boom, switching music right over yeah. the top rope because like he was so Business. obsessed with fighting the Undertaker yeah, at WrestleMania. Yeah. That was it. That was when I saw mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God. I was like, what just happened? I was like, okay, he's going to win. And then as soon as Edge came out, I knew it was done. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's going to win. Like you can't have a guy that big come back and mm -hmm. then just, I mean, at the time he was still young and he was in his prime a little bit. So, but yeah, I just knew he was going to win. But I would go with 2010 because it was just so much riding on and I wanted to see Sean versus The Undertaker. Yeah, I, I, that's mine too. Because that was the pay-per-view I watched. Like my first ever WWE pay-per-view was that yeah. WWE Royal Rumble. Like I can mm -hmm. remember remember the matches. Like Sheamus versus Randy for the WWE Championship. Christian and Ezekiel Elliott uh, versus for the, or Ezekiel something for the ECW Championship. Undertaker versus Rey Mysterio for the World Ooh. Heavyweight Championship. Mm -hmm. And and when Edge hit, when that music hit, 
at 28 and Chris Jericho was all in like he was scared yes. and then Batista and Cena were in there and Edge won it it, it was pretty it was a pretty cool scene, uh, sight to see my other one I really liked was the most recent one in 2020 when Brock Lesnar came in and he was throwing guys out oh, left and right sick. the crowd's bowing because they're like we're well, not gonna watch a Royal Rumble match where Brock just throws everybody out then Drew comes out his music hits he claymores him over and the crowd erupts and I was like, I was on my bed, like fist bumping because my dad was sleeping. I was like, yeah, Drew, what a boy. Because like, screw Brock yeah, Lesnar. Yeah. I hate Brock Lesnar. And uh, Royal Rumble such a great. Because like, Wait, but how, like did you said, Naki, how did Nakamura win that year? No, he was hot that year. And they wanted to do the AJ Styles Nakamura uh, oh, is that at why? WrestleMania. It so because um, it was random, but he was hot coming in. He was hot. Yeah, I guess. And yeah. they needed it. They, I, he was like fresh on the WWE roster and they wanted to do the styles versus Nakamura because they were from Japan. Both of them, they yeah, wrestled in Japan. So they wanted to get the promotion for that. Um, let's get to the picks here. And the John Cena okay. one in 2008, when he comes back insane. and wins it, that was just one of the all time returns uh, in WWE history. I got some lines here. So Brock okay. Lesnar is the WWE champion right now. Roman Reigns is the universal championship. Uh, champion so i don't yes. know they have matches on the card and i don't know if they will be in the rumble but they still have lines for the wit for for winning it roman reigns is at plus 800 and brock lesnar's at plus 350 i don't think he he's going to be in the rumble though because they both have matches biggie langston is the next guy at plus 350 he's the former wwe champion he's the next guy and you have Drew McIntyre. I just wrote down a couple. Drew McIntyre plus 900. AJ Styles plus 1,000. Seth Rollins plus 1,800. Yeah. Kevin Holmes, the Canadian, plus 2,000. One of my favorite guys, Finn Balor, at plus 2,000. My pick. I think Drew McIntyre is going to win it again. Really? And here's my reasoning. I've been seeing all these theories online about... So Drew McIntyre won the Rumble and then COVID hit. So he didn't get his WrestleMania moment because there was no fans. Remember, it was just quiet, and he beat Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship, but it didn't really have that, that grandeur, that, that excitement of WrestleMania, winning a WrestleMania main event for the WWE Championship. Then the next year, when they did have fans in Florida, he loses the WWE Championship. So hmm. I think, because Drew McIntyre, since he's come in, has been the golden boy for Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon loves those big six foot seven muscular guys, and Drew McIntyre has revamped his image I love him as a baby face. I love him as a heel. He's got a great move set, great look. Drew McIntyre is going to win. He's going to challenge Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. And Brock Lesnar is going to challenge Roman Reigns. And there's going to be like a triple threat title, like winner takes both title matches at oh WrestleMania. My God. That's my theory. Drew McIntyre oh. or my personal favorite, I want Finn Balor to win because Finn Balor, Ever, he was the first ever universal champion. First ever universal champion. Got injured in that match. Had to relinquish the title the next night. And has, has gotten one opportunity to regain his title. And it was against Goldberg. or uh, I think Brock Lesnar and he absolutely dummied him. And was stupid. So I think Finn Balor should win the Rumble. He's been a top guy in this company. Finn Balor or Drew, or, or Drew McIntyre for me. Love wrestling. Yeah. Maybe John Cena. Maybe John Cena comes back. Maybe they had the Rock on a line. Yeah. which I I don't think. It, come on, that's such a long shot that the Rock comes back at a rumble. I know, I know. But I I think first 
gut feeling is Seth. Yeah, that's Seth. just my that's just my gut. I know he had his WrestleMania, but, but he has a match Cashy. that night. He is taking on Roman I know. Reigns. So you know it'd be crazy if he wins that match and then he wins the Rumble. Oh, oh. <laughs> they always make Seth make these crazy things like turns on the shield, cashes it in on WrestleMania yeah. when both those guys are down and out. Like they always make him like just like unbelievable. He comes back from his ACL tear or whatever, and just yeah. like pedigree. Like it was just, I feel like I might be even boring here, but I feel like Seth is going to win. I, I, I don't know why, because he has a match. I always like when underdogs win, like when Nakamura won, I was like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. Like he won. Um, but like, Again, like Randy Orton, like he's a legend. He's probably not going to win again. Yeah, but he's won. Twice. He's won like two already. Yeah, two. That's what I'm saying. Like Cena's not going to win again. No. Like uh, Roman's not going to win again. I just don't think Roman's even going to be in the match because he's yeah. a champion. And if he beats Seth, he's not going in. Unless I imagine they go Brock versus Roman, Roman in the two. Rumble. Last oh my two. god, I would boo the crap out of that. I'm like, that's. Would you? Are you going to put someone order new it? in? You gonna order? I have the network, so I'll, I'll be I'll tune in for the match. I'm I just gonna... want to see it. I that's the only thing I'm gonna watch is the match, is the yeah. Royal Rumble match because I'm Wait, gonna yeah, see who the they last, bring is back. Is that the main event? I don't know because they have the women's one as well. You know my pick is gonna win. Now Bianca won it. Bailey is gonna win plus five fifty. <laughs> Bailey's gonna win it. Bailey no, is gonna win man. it. I don't know. I'm gonna pick some random. Is does Karma still fight? Let's no, go not, with, uh... dude. You gotta get. You gotta I'm kidding. I'm, update. Ronda Rousey up... returning. She's going to win it. Watch. Wow. That's a great pick, Luca, because Ronda I just Rousey. saw a report that they're trying to get her back. Exactly. That's why. Ronda Rousey and Bailey are our picks for the Royal Rumble match this Sunday. WWE Royal Rumble, baby. Can't wait. Thank you for tuning into the L2 Sports Podcast. Big weekend football. Huge. Royal Rumble. Leafs are buzzing. They just beat. No, they're not. They're playing like crap. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll touch on hockey maybe next week because there's only two football games. It depends how long we take on, on all the, like what happens in those football games. So we'll see. Uh, Luca, good show, buddy. Great you show. Too, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you can go listen. Bengals go. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> you can listen to the L2 sports podcast, Apple podcast, Spotify, Google podcast. Um, sh- oh, I screwed it up. I'll just say it again. I'll cut it out. You can listen to this podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Radio Public. And follow us on Instagram at the L2 Sports Podcast. Mine, Lucas Cartelli23, and Lucas, Luca.Moya12. Got it is. right this Thank time. You. Okay. Now you're going to get a bunch of followers coming up in this past week. For Luca, I'm Lucas. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next week.